Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody and welcome to the show made by a couple of totally incompetent basketball fans, very far from locker rooms and not at all connected to the NBA structures, talking about our feelings and observations instead of presenting undisputable facts and cold hard truths from the heart of the league. So sorry about that. This is episode number 32 of the Serbian Corner with completely new segments about the Denver Nuggets that will show you how a Serbian that has never been to Colorado, and that would be me, views the rectangle state on the Rocky Mountains. You can also expect some Nuggets in general NBA trivia games and much, much more. My name is Mirostov Cuk, age 43. I'm a 5'10", 225-pound power guard from Pančevo, Serbia, and I'm joined, as always, by Voja Medic, calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. Vojo, šta ima? <laughs> What's up? Uh, uh, I just surprised me for a second. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not incompetent. What are we doing here? Uh, I, for, I forgot that we're here to pontificate or, as pontificators. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, this is fun. I mean, it's nice out in Nebraska, but I'm, I like being in, inside and talking about basketball, I guess. Uh, Excellent. Who's, who's joining us today? Yeah, we have a very special guest today, one of my favorite people from the Nuggets sphere, a legendary DNVR Nuggets chat king, I guess, a fellow podcaster, Rayvon Hackshaw. We all know him as everybody's friend, Ray. No, 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 that doesn't sound well. No. I guess you could say everybody loves Rayvon, right? You that's, could say that. You could that's say proper. That. <laughs> Ray, how are you holding up with Colorado weather these days? It is cold. I uh, spent a lot of time outdoors, so, you know, I'm adjusting. I'm just kind of, you know, making the switches, breaking out the pants, the shorts under the pants, the sweatshirts, the layers, <laughs> all that good stuff. Is this the first time in your life you're living in Colorado? or This will be my second winter, actually. Okay. So wow. I know what to expect. You know, they're not going to shovel my driveway as quickly as I'm used to, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's going to melt by four. Oh, yeah, because Washington. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, it's much better with snow in Nebraska, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how much you like snow. It's the, it's the wind that kills you. That's what the that's what the Midwest tells you. Yeah. We'll see. Will it's you... not started yet. Let's not. Let's uh, still. It's shorts shorts time sometimes. So let's not start with the with, yeah. the with the snow yet. 
this is the first both. segment called called how is your snow doing so that i'm just exactly. explaining we gotta, yeah, why yeah. we are spending so much time on snow okay let's start <laughs> with the real first segment of the show called mile high positivity it is a segment about what we were the most high or optimistic about last week and again we are not legally allowed to get high neither in serbia nor in nebraska yet so this is just a figure of speech Except on the other hand Ray Except can Ray, completely yeah. <laughs> enjoy the benefits of legal weed. I'm high. So, I'm so high on, on the nice Let's go. <laughs> let's let's start with you. What is the highest that's been for you this week? The highest for me is actually I'm, I'm going to keep the theme here. It's the peaks. It's that I've seen all of the maybe not all the time, maybe not all at once, but I've seen all the ingredients that I feel like I need to. I've seen them dominate offensively i've seen Jokic take over i've seen mike take over i've seen jamal have a great quarter and i've seen them play elite defense now i just need to see them together but having all those things i'm really high on that and you know this early in the season i'm, I'm nothing but optimistic it's really strange because we, we will speak a bit about bad defense we've seen in in the first like four games of the season before these last two wins but when you look at the the roster, you know, throughout throughout the players on the roster, I, I I just feel so great about every each each piece of of the roster this season, which is not something I was I was able to say in previous years. So kudos to to uh, to Calvin who, to who made this to and to health too. Yeah, to be to be <laughs> to be honest, health is a big big part of this. Okay, I will give you. A couple of small things I was high about, and let's discuss them, and then we'll see if we have something more to to show for. So the first thing I was high high about was the Nuggets kicking the Lakers out of Ball Arena. I know it's not a great accomplishment to beat this version of the Lakers, but let's not kid ourselves. It's not easy to beat anybody in the NBA. For this Lakers, for example, you need to be like semi-serious for a portion of the match at least and the Nuggets were so this is why the Lakers are now 0-5 which sounds so so wonderful mm. so so beautiful can you, say that, can you say that again one more time yeah they're they're zero and five. Oh yes I love it yeah it sounds really pretty that. pretty well pretty yeah. nice pretty nice Brightens I, my day. I, yeah I just I just wonder if they go like zero and nine do they just <sighs> shut down Shut down Let's LeBron. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's fine. I mean, I do, do we see, see the, the trade demand? Did you see the point? This is, is was the points bet something sports book was like. I don't know if they were actually paying it off, but they were they tweeted off from their official account like we're paying off the under bets for the Lakers because they suck. So whoever had like 44 and a half uh oh. over under on the Lakers under, they were like already paying it off. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it's an official account, so I think there probably is true, but it's I mean, just funny. That's just funny as hell. If I'm taking that over. I'm I'm taking the nearest exit uh, as soon as I can. Oh, so yes, yeah, I get that. What is forty five point five something like that? That's really insane. Insane. Yeah. I had him. I, I had him in the the previous in the season thirty nine, and I I'm now I'm like I think yeah, I was too high. Still too high. Like, thirty nine <laughs> wins in tenth in the West is like seems seems high, but I was like also even counting like maybe a trade, and that's I still had him in like tenth. Which is like again awesome, and we beat him, beat him up. The thing is, we didn't beat him up. This was like an embarrassing defeatist loss. Like oh, you watch that game, and I watched the replay, like more like focused. Even mm-hmm. it's just 
and there was a there was that clip that was going around with uh, someone is it from Lakers media or someone some uh, guy that uh, analyzes basketball just cut out like all the bad like uh, Anthony Davis transi- uh, basically like not even transition he makes the basket and then he ends up being late and and uh, conceding a switch on Jokic it was amazing to see and then like also LeBron just like two LeBron being like completely just res- resigned to being like the team being bad and I'm just gonna get my points. Like going like seventy five percent out there, just kind of like okay, I'm not gonna wear and tear myself to try to will this team to to wins because we're we're terrible. And then Davis, like of course the, you know the Mister Glass like aspect of it, and just Jokic. Like a few years ago, I mean it was they were talking about him being like better than Tim Duncan in the history of the history of the league. Like is he yeah, the greatest big man of all time? <laughs> it's just insane. I mean, it, even then, like I was like, what are we drinking here? Like these are paid professionals <laughs> that are like discussing these things in this serious manner. And now he looks like a nothing. Like I don't, I don't know where would you put him as the quality of player right now. Like it's Jokic just completely annihilated him and wasn't even like hundred percent. Like it, it didn't need hundred percent to like destroy him. It wasn't like he was playing Giannis or like you know one of these guys that are like Embiid and stuff. Like it was just it was just hilarious. Like I don't know. It's, it's just beautiful and and put it into my veins every time so we will have another chance like like two days from now to, to get tomorrow, to yeah. zero and six is it tomorrow is it yeah it's not Sun, back to Sunday back. yeah no uh Sunday yeah yeah but it was a Friday game Sunday oh. 7 30 uh mountain time oh yeah. excellent excellent mm-hmm. thanks for keeping me on the on the docket okay no problem. next thing my beautiful Kansas boy Christian Brown is a baller before the season i didn't even want to mention him as part of the brightest timeline because i was like you know we don't need the rookies we have all the ingredients we we need and blah 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 but on the other hand let's not kid ourselves uh i mean if you have a guy who is such a stud on a rookie deal and you have him for this season and next three seasons for so 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 few money and you have all the other guys on top of that. That's just gravy. So, uh, so did did you feel like like him being like a top seven guy already on the Nuggets after this week? Did, did, um, did we feel that he is top seven right now? Yeah, or, yeah. Or like, like he was gonna be. Like, uh, well, well. I, I would even I would even be brave enough to say like like contending for a top seven seven position already. I'm gonna say no no, no way on both counts. But no. I will say like early on, uh, I felt like Christian Brown had that puppy in him. Like yes, the dog is there. It's just a little young. It just needs a little season. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm upgrading <laughs> that. He's he's no longer a puppy. He has transitioned into uh, what I would consider the young dog phase where he has learned to bark at other people and other dogs. And he and is not smart uh, enough to understand. His, like, can, can, you give, yeah. can you give us the precise breed of the dog because you're an expert? Schnauzer. <laughs> um, he's like a little chow. I don't know if you guys have, have met Chows. Uh, they're they're very nice when they're young, but the older they get, they tend to get a little mean. And uh, I, I think that's what we're going to see from Christian. I, I'm running away with this. What is Jokic? Which kind of dog is he? Oh, he's a Samoyed. 
Oh, oh. Samoyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's very friendly. You know, they look intimidating, but, you know, on the inside, he's, he's just a little softy. What about Jamal? Oh, Jamal. Um, he's he's like um, hmm. he's like a border collie. Like okay. he's just all I, about I that work. That. Like he I needs a job. That. Like he's all about the grind. And, and that, that's that's. I don't know if, how that's how deep good. I can go here, but keep him coming. No, we we, we need to uh, to to finish off with Michael Porter. I oh, need he's a to He's a greyhound. He's, he's a little, little, little delicate, but when he goes, he can go. Like it is, it is a is a sight to see. And that was a dog corner with Ray. So thank you, thank you for this. Yeah. So we That's have a question. We have a question. So like, if Bruce, if uh, Christian Brown is in top seven on the Nuggets, who is? I mean, did you have the starting lineup? Oh, we'll do that. We'll do that okay. in in okay. just a minute. In just a minute, we'll do the the ranking of the okay. of the players in in a in a minute. Okay, let's just continue with these uh, with these highs. Another one, dunking step uncle DeAndre Jordan. I call him step uncle. I'm already upgrading him to step uncle. What was he? He is. Well, he was nothing. <laughs> he was nothing to me. I was like, I don't want to see this guy, and I'm He's already accepting him. Well, accepting like like he's an in-law right now, you know. So so I really I'm starting to dig him, and he's such a joy. I mean, I I get it that he's excellent outside of the court, but man, when he hit that three against uh, uh, against uh, who did we play? Oh, God. Utah. Yes, Utah. That, that was just, that was like like I I think it was maybe even better than the Plumley three we we saw like a couple of years ago because oh, he pulled so, out the freaking Jamal Murray arrow that was absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a blue arrow out of the blue sky I did yeah. not see that coming yeah. so it was well because again was, he has one of now he's like thirty three percent from the three in his career. Uh, with two threes made, and uh, well, also it didn't look the the. It's hilarious with him because his shot doesn't look like broken. He's just never shot it, and he's so strong. Like he had that three, it looked like a regular like left you know left hand shot. Yeah, it wasn't like you know like wasn't broken in half, and then he pushes it with one hand. It was just a regular shot. He just never obviously like he never hits him. But like that was it was so funny. I mean like the whole and then of course the cherry on top was this. The bench, like Michael Porter going nuts when the ball was even out of his hands. He was kind of already celebrating J- Jeff Green. And then Jokic, I don't know if he just didn't care, like didn't notice what the hell was happening. He's sitting there like, I don't know if someone's talking in the back. He's like fiddling with something just completely non-phased. Like, it was a little, little incredible. Jealous. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, because he was, yeah, he couldn't make a three. It's like, like, why can't I do that? I don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> he, he was probably calculating the, the time left to see if he will have to come back to the to the game or not. So maybe he was just concentrated on can I just do my Pokemons right now and, and just <laughs> hang hang out. Okay, the last thing the last thing. Oh, before before I go to the last thing, one thing about about Dunder Jordan, he was playing pretty good in all of these games. Now I know it's not fair because the schedule has been pretty light. Like we've seen Golden State and we've seen Portland. I don't really buy Portland that much, but okay, it's a pretty good team. But the other games were pretty soft, so we'll see. We'll see if he will hold up against some serious competition. But but I, see Adam, now... I see Adam commenting about the celebration. Yeah, we need more from Jokic. You got to gas up your guys, like like Steph. I agree there. I I, I would. I really wish. Like I I thought when I saw the big, you know, someone like huge from the sideline raising his arms. I thought it was Jokic at first and they zoomed in and it was, it was Michael Porter. And I was like, 
oh man, why didn't you stand stand up the same way? Like you know, go up and it just I mean, there is there should be some room for frivolity on like in his in his like NBA career. Like it, it shouldn't be all business. Like it can be fun. Like yeah, it can be fun. Like this you know? this was yeah, this was fun. Is like I would have been like halfway on the court, like getting a technical. Like if DeAndre Jordan hit that, like if I was there in his place, like it. And, but, and yeah, we, we know. We know he likes DeAndre, so it's not like yeah, they yeah, have some kind like of beef between. It's just it's mm-hmm. his demeanor. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Okay, last thing I will just say, Bruce Brown. I have nothing to add. Oh, oh to we got a little bit of talk, about Bruce Brown. I have, I, have I mean, a take for, I have a take for him though, and okay. I said it earlier, like today in Serbia. But he, for me, he is the best uh, plug-and-play role player in the NBA. Uh, salary counting also salary and the amount of positions and how seamless it is when he plays. Uh, and he also like kind of has a similar with with Christian Brown a, a, a situation where he plays the best when he is actually with the best, like w- with the starters. Like not in like he has to start just like because he, he has similar similar thing in Brooklyn when he he was out of the rotation a little bit and then it was like okay when he's off the bench but then he started playing with KD. That's where he was like the best. And kind of like with Bruce Brown, but he played for Jamal. He you know, instead of Jamal, instead of KCP, and instead of Michael Porter. If Gordon, uh, if Gordon gets up like you know low management minutes, I can still see Bruce Brown jumping in as like you know the four because he's substituting for Gordon. Uh, I don't know how they'll shift. Like maybe MPJ goes to four, whatever. But he's so versatile and then just seamlessly fits into all those lineups, and is also cheap and like doesn't almost like see basically almost doesn't make mistakes out there so i'm like that's my like if it's considered hot take like he's like the best role player that will like plug and play role player in the nba uh, i can't yeah, think I mean, of one that's like you don't have to adjust something in the lineup for him and bruce brown is like oh he's okay he needs to cut he'll cut he needs to screen Jokic, he'll screen Jokic to get the handoff like he'll get the handoff they'll sag off of him he'll get you know he'll get the shots up uh, like normal shots up like not like force him up like he's is just so much like understands himself. It's so cool. Yeah, I I, I can't wait to see him playing uh, instead of Gordon at the four yeah. because I think he'll be awesome there. Well, that's why well. I don't know if they like shift. You know, just go back to three. Like if KCP was the three when you know Bruce Brown gets the shooting guard or point guard. But like it was just funny. Like all these guys were coming in and out, and I can you know in Pratt last year Gordon doesn't play, uh, and when MPJ was there, okay, Jeff Green comes in, and you would think like Jeff Green would come in because he's you know because he's the four but there's no way Malone not is not putting Brown in any of these four positions in the starting lineup uh if any of them are not playing like the only insane thing would be also like Jokic doesn't play Bruce Brown starts right, right. <laughs> jump Paul Bruce Brown uh, but yeah that's uh that's I, I, lo- I love that dude so like, that was that, that's my like hot take of the week I guess yeah I mean, and positivity like in you know all in all you, you have something to add about Bruce? Oh, no, I mean, he just, um, I've just been really impressed with him and the way that he's able to analyze, you know, who's around him, who's he playing with, who's he playing against. You know, he doesn't just know his own personnel. He knows the other team's personnel. Malone loves that. And he knows how to contribute. He knows how to fit in. And he is just, uh, he has all the tools to do that. He has the athleticism. He has the speed. He has the strength. He's a knockdown shooter. So... I mean, I can't, there's no, um, I don't know what I could say for him to, for him to say, like, improve your game. Like, what, what can he add 
uh, outside of just <laughs> becoming a star, but he's already a star in his role. Yeah. Okay, so this guy from chat, Adam Mers, he already he already adopted Bruce Brown and and uh, and Aaron Gordon. So I will have to stick with Christian Brown for now, and I'm pretty happy with what I got as as my guy. I really like Christian Brown. Just to just to top on all of this. Okay, let's now make a small small break, and then we will come back to do some not so great things about last week. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. And we're back. Welcome to Serbian Corner number 32. We are now doing the segment called Meeting a Mountain Lion at the Front Porch. And it is a segment where we speak about what scared us or made us the most pessimistic about. I know everybody will expect me to blast Denver's defense before the Lakers and Jazz games that allowed almost 500 points in the first four games of the season. And of course, that was a very valid statement. You don't put historically bad numbers by being good. But this time, I'm going to be the old man yelling at the clouds and say, there's got to be something that can be done to let the game outcomes be decided by more things than just hot three-point shooting. I'm sick of games decided by a team shooting 50% from downtown on 45 attempts and not not letting the other team have any chance of, of coming back. So you remember the game number one against Utah? They had like 11 threes more than the Nuggets and that was the main reason Nuggets couldn't catch up at any point of that game. And then against Portland, the Nuggets played pretty well in the first half and then got torched by Anthony Hyman's, uh, Simons who made like six threes in a row. And those were like deep threes, contested threes. And he was like six from 28 before that. So last night, and pardon my French, our bench unit wasn't a unit at all. I mean offensively. I thought they played pretty well defensively. But on the offensive side, it was just you had bones with a lot of tunnel vision, I thought. But since he was red hot, it didn't matter. He just put all of those three in and the bench was 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 really good. And I might be wrong about this, but I saw a lot of a lot of possessions where I thought, man, what are you doing? Like let the other guys be involved. But it didn't matter because he was so red hot. So I have a pretty wacky solution on how the league could try to remedy the fact that so many games are decided this way. But I want mm-hmm. to hear 
your propositions first because they'll probably be more sane than than mine you okay. want to start off ray yeah sure i have i mean the most relevant thing i can think of is just bridging that disparity between how much physicality is allowed between the interior and the sort of perimeter of the game this is basically just like let guys play defense and sort of rethink how referees consider defenders and their right to a space and their right to a position and, and that sort of thing. And I think if you do that, you can maybe kind of change the incentive structure. Because if you go inside, you if you're a big man, if you're thinking about posting up, you're going to deal with a lot of like, oh, you're on a smaller guy. And he's like, just allowed, you know, give you a little elbow, a little pull, a little nudge, you know, that sort of thing. And if you're on the perimeter shooting a three, I mean, you breathe on someone and then it's a foul. So I think that's the that's the simplest way I could put it. Foya? I don't want to solve this. I don't know what, what you guys you don't are talking want to about. Solve this. I love the points. What, is, what I are love we solving that. here? Jesus. He is a shooter. That's the that's the point. He's a shooter. I don't the Simons, like that was incredible. I don't care they did it against the Nuggets. Like how many how often can you see someone just like make that many exciting shots? I will admit. I, I and and we were, they weren't even down like 25. Like that's the point. It wasn't lost on just because he was he was part of this like the reason he shot. We lost because he shot well. Jokic had foul trouble. We were discombobulated. Okay, like fine, like change those. I don't like. I like paint defense too. So like five seconds defensive, cool. But like it's shooting's fun. I don't I don't understand the. And I think like also first game against Utah, uh, there was not a. It wasn't the reason they just got hot. They got hot because they were left open, because they were everyone was late by a step for all in, in all defensive communication. Milwaukee's chasing people off their three point line this year, and they're defending the paint, and they're still good. So I think like either you start chasing people off and make them shoot mid range shots is one solution for like defensive adjustments. And I, I agree the defense should be like allowed a little bit play time, but it's not. I don't think it's just decided by hot shooting. So I don't agree like there's any big solutions and it's not a like a, a shitty trend in the NBA. Like I there's just a lot of good shooters. Like look at the list of volume three point shooters that have over forty five percent uh forty five percent threes in the NBA. It's exciting. Like the other day Trey Murphy couldn't miss. Like uh, yesterday uh Tyrese Maxey had was ten out of ten at one point and that tenth shot was like a running uh, buzzer beater at the end of the quarter like f- double clutch shot in like from a free throw line. I mean it's just the guys are incredible. Like I don't want to change that. That's fair. I mean, I, will I don't admit, want I don't want 80, 80, 80, 79 games. Like I like defense, but not that much. Yeah. The the so I was not mad to your point about the first. Sorry, the last four, Anthony Simon's threes in that quarter. I was kind of mad about the first two. You know, you let a guy just kind of walk into it and get comfortable. I think that's yeah. the big thing. But at a certain point, yeah. I mean, they did step up and play great defense, and he was hot anyway. So I have to tip my cat to that but uh miroslav what is the yeah what's the what's the creative solution to all these things yeah yeah, how how are you gonna make it boring for us come on you you could you could call it creative it's it's pretty wacky so i don't think three-point shooting is going anywhere there is no way shooters in 10 years are gonna shoot worse than what they're shooting now they're just gonna improve even more like the 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 range will expand even more it's just the, the the training techniques are so much more advanced comparing to to like 10 uh, not to mention 20 years ago but one thing we could do just to 
diminish a bit this this uh, 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 how much the trees are uh, are influencing the game. Let's just reduce it to two and a half points. And Let's half do it points. at two and a half points. Let's make points. super okay. crazy results. Get out like, move on from the like, 101.5. Okay. That's going to be complicated. Against 104.5. It's, it's going to be, yeah, I said it. It's, it's going to be wacky. But I don't, see, I don't see anything else you can do, really. I mean, as Ray said, you can, you can allow the defenders play defense more. But we've seen the, the Eurobasket. You can, you can play a lot harder on the on the perimeter players in Europe, and you still get these these you know furies from the outside pretty often because yeah. the players are just shooting the, the hell Slide him shoot. out of the ball. <laughs> I think it's fine. You know, uh, I one of the, one of the things I actually really enjoyed about your basket was that they allowed that. I'm also coming. At, I'm biased. Like I played on the inside my whole life. I was always jealous of people who were like, "Oh, you guys, you just got a little, you know, a little touch, and then you got a foul." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, it was nice to see defense be allowed. Yes. No, that's yeah. fun. I agree there. Like the, the 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 Lillard thing, when you can basically get close to him and he gets fouls, like that's why he can shoot. But again, he has, mm-hmm. still has to make those shots. Yeah. You know, even though you can, you know, yes, you can't. You have to like step away from him a little bit. You know, the we know the fifty point game with Austin Rivers, is a lot of it. You couldn't guard him. We couldn't press him, so he was making everything. But again, he was making everything, and it's not like it's a layup; it's still a twenty-four footer, like or plus, you know, distance. So I don't know. I like it. I, I that Simon's thing was like incredible. I don't. We lost. I'll take the loss. That was, you know, one of those like just you don't see that often, like and, and in person, like going going nuts like that. It's well, I mean, I mean, like in while yeah, you're live. watching live, yeah, yeah. No, and if you go fine. to the to the opposite direction, if you look at the current Nuggets team, you have so many great shooters right now. I mean, we've never seen the start. We're of the, the best season in the like league this. right now. They're just insane. You have Porter, you have uh, Christian Brown, you have Bruce Brown, you have Jeff, you have uh, who else? There are like six guys over over forty percent for three, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe even more. KCP. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it's just it's just like Jokic and Jamal, they suck, and and they, and Aaron Gordon. Those are the three guys uh, that suck. Yeah. Everybody else you're, is you're shooting. Not see and you want to take four. away our threes now when we have the best <laughs> shooters? Now it's our turn. Seventeen no, but... <laughs> threes a game. I think we're averaging at like forty-five percent. Like, don't take it away now. That's fair. We, we need to find the way to do it selectively, you know, against the other teams and not our teams. So, it's so Golden we, State, yeah, Golden State, make it fair. Everything's a two for them. <laughs> yeah, not even two point five. It's too much. The early early rack games when everything's a one point, like no matter what the distance is, just pack, pack the paint. Let's go. Yeah, but that that last last minute against Golden State last week that was stupid. Nuggets get ten point lead and then it just completely Evaporated. disappeared in twenty yeah. seconds. And that's it's, like, oh come on, man! I mean, Golden State—they're they, really good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a hot take, but I cannot believe we come here with like shooting threes is bad, and it's we should change that. <laughs> I'm an old man, Voya. I'm a long no. man. Come on. Let's go back to 2009 and like the spreading spreading is like making a corner corner two point like 15 foot or that's your spreading the court. Okay, maybe not. Uh, can I get like 2012? Just yeah, like a little, it's a little more balanced. I don't know. Okay, 
Sure. Okay. It is it is getting quite quite crazy. I mean, Utah, you you see the the, the roster of Utah, there it's not a very good team, but if they drop like 53 balls and make 20 of them, they will they will compete against anybody. By the way, my bet on Utah against Los Angeles Lakers is doing pretty well right now. We'll see in a month how it will look like, but for now, Utah is a much better team than Los Angeles Lakers. But enough about the Lakers. Okay, let's now move to an impromptu segment here because we have a larger panel. I wanted, after six games, a way too early ranking of the Nuggets players. So let's rank them from number one to number 10, which players have impressed us or maybe not even impressed us. Which players do we think play at the highest level uh, right now and let's just rank them. So... Let's let's start with with position number one. Is it Jokic? Is MPJ. it debatable? MPJ. Yeah. MPJ. Boy, it's coming in hot. Boy, it's coming in hot. Of... No, I will I will I will still go with a guy averaging twenty one, eleven, and nine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I get your excitement about about he's Michael Porter. Cons- yeah. Well, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he's consistent. He is. He is my number two for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, what it about is, you, Ray? Jokic and MPJ. It's not Jokic, and then MPJ. I took Bruce Brown. You took Bruce nice. Brown. I really like that pick. I mean, it it really is a, a serious debate between who was the the more useful impactful. guy for the night, yeah. impactful yeah. guy for the Nuggets. The only thing I would say is like Bruce Mike had Bruce. like one bad game, but that's fine. Yeah, sure. sure. Which one? Um, the first one? I don't think so, right? Maybe the first one? Maybe it was preseason. Okay, yeah, was, I'm going to count preseason. That was the, that was the Bulls. That was the, Bulls, was the Bulls game. It was the yeah, because no one else played. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, they're like 2-3, two, 2-A, two, 2-B. Uh, two, okay. okay, so I, I guess we, we all have these three guys at top three, right? Yeah. Boya, we do. do you have Bruce at three? Yeah. Uh, okay, so we are mostly agreeing on the top three now let's go to number four who do you have number four ray he hasn't been playing his best but i still think he's really valuable there's a lot of the things that we don't really think about i'm gonna go with aaron gordon okay uh i think the 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 physicality you know when when he's been able to provide it i think it's it's one of the things that i think the nuggets need the most in general is the ability to win the physicality not just the battle but the war in general uh and i think for aaron gordon he's done a great job of that in contributing not shooting the ball well i will say that that's you know not ideal but it's something that comes and goes i think the effort's been there the uh willingness to attack hopefully he can kind of solve the way teams are defending him because i think there's a bit of a game plan out right now that you can leave him open and it makes it a little bit awkward but overall i think aaron gordon's been the fourth most impactful yeah i'll agree i'll agree there it's it's kcp is kind of also like up and down too it's the role players like it's kind of hard to rank them when they're and it's the guys you know the role players so i i I would go with gordon and then probably kcp i'm i'm letting i'm letting the recency bias completely overwhelming No, I'm I, no, I'm I'm putting KCP. On oh, okay. KCP I thought you were going to really go hard. That's because fair. I have to say, KCP 
was so much more consistent than I expected him to be. You know, since he's on a new team right now, you need some time to accommodate. I think he was he was really, really good in his role. And it's just the, this Gordon like shooting 10% from, from three and everybody daring him to shoot as many trees as possible. It's a it's a bad look. It's not a great look. And Nuggets will have to remedy that. They will need to make some adjustments while playing and and uh, not let that kind but of is uh, it that, that, but that's thing. My question clock. is, is it that problematic yet? Like how problematic is it at this point? We'll see. Not, you'll you'll see. see it I agree. Like, it's too early. If you didn't tell me he was two of nineteen, I'm not sure I would have noticed because he's not. Again, he's not shooting like ten a game. So like at every attack, you know, offense is like him shooting. It's kind of sometimes it, a three happens, and it's in so many possessions it kind of gets lost if you go broadly. So mm-hmm. like you, when you say like, "Wow, this does it's horrible." I mean, obviously it sounds horrible. It is horrible, but I didn't notice that he. Like and it wasn't that's yeah, not but, a lot of threes. Like but, but that's Porter the thing. has he's, like fifty threes like already. Like, he he's also passing on open threes. That's the thing, and that's not that's also not a not a good thing for your offense. So of course he is a clever guy. So he's not putting up eight threes per game while shooting ten percent. Of course, but still it it is something that Nuggets should should remedy, and I th- I hope they will do a good job of that. Okay, yeah. so I have. I have KCP number four and Gordon number five. Who do you have number five, guys? I have KCP as well. KCP, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's okay. so he's also just so fast, and I think that it's it's weird yeah. that that's just like it's oh yeah, it's not a huge thing, but I think for the Nuggets, they haven't had the ability to kind of push the pace in a lot of ways, both in the half court and in the full court, and I think that he's been able to. You know, get to the rim, get to his spots, defend at a certain pace. That's just really nice to have. I, I, I would, I was would have, would have put him even higher if only not for the Portland game, because it was getting kind of blown by with from by Lillard and, and Simons. Yeah. Like that's the only one because like they kind of took off and that was like the, the big test for him as like you know the, this was supposed to be your yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and and, and, and like and also Golden State games too where like Steph scored a lot of points. But then also Christian Brown changed the game with the Jordan Poole defense. So it's like that was that, that's like you know we we he was brought in for the perimeter def- defense and still like he's and it's, it, that might not ever happen. Like he, he might not be just there's not really any I don't know if there's any them any lockdown guys like Smart maybe like and elite, last year elite. maybe he's elite not elite that, like yeah we're gonna shut down uh, elite guard. So like there's not really. Anyone probably that can shot shut down Steph Curry. I think stuff. yeah, shutting down Steph, it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, I just like, but like not scoring like thirty four and like over fifty percent shooting. Like that's what I mean. Just yeah, going a little bit better than that. So like I would have probably put him higher if, against, if it wasn't for the Portland game. Yeah, against most of these guys, you have like four chances throughout the season to stop them. And you know, if you do a good job twice and you do a pretty bad job twice, that's still pretty pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no, I agree. Job. Yeah, yeah. Because these guys are just insanely talented yeah. so what's you gonna do about Dame when he just well i'm just saying like the rivers was really good on him that's why it was, it was just that that like he was had games where he yeah but it was it and then he wasn't the same pointer yeah it wasn't the I same know. lillard i would say yeah we, we were seeing a uh uh completely refurbished version i miss gary Dame Harris. Is fresh. Dame is remember fresh. remember Dame. that like stretch when lillard was scoring like 60 a game and then he came to denver and gary just like nope <laughs> <laughs> You're not scoring twenty in this one. Yeah, that was nice. That was I, nice. I, oh. I miss I miss Gary. Oh, Gary. 
Okay, all of us listed the top five guys, and we I think we all agree that that starting five they they did start in that game when when Michael Porter didn't uh, sorry when when yeah, Jamal yeah, yeah. didn't play, and it was maybe the best the best game of this season so far. It makes sense. So now let's go to position number six. Who do we have, Voya? Yeah. Oh, this is it's tough. tough now. Mm-hmm. It's getting know, tough. It gets tough because I mean Bones is also like you know Bones is also Bones right now, like a young player, like kind of. I wanna. I, I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just put Murray on there because I still think he's like people still respect him on the court, and I I want to see. Also, by the it's on the curve as well with him. Just a lot of, a lot of interesting moments that I've seen. Like you know the dunks, the the he's not afraid. Like that's what I want to see. And and he's and again like because there's a lot of there was a decent amount of pick and rolls with Jokic that kind of start started off. And with the starters, he was playing always against the best players and stuff. So I, I go with him still. I know Christian Brown is like flashing. He's probably like, you know, contributing maybe in the uh, intangible, like winning, you know, winning games and stuff, like more than Murray, maybe because Murray's sharing the court with the starters. But I still have to go with Jamal. Okay. Great. Okay. Um, so I am thinking a little bit. I'm waiting impact in the game so far a little bit more. So. Uh, yeah, no player has risen up my rankings so quickly. It's got to be Christian Brown. I mean, the the Jordan Poole defense and just the general maturity that he's he's been able to show, uh, fighting hard on the glass. That's something I really appreciate. You know, the fact that he's always he makes mistakes. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he's always shooting lights out of the ball, but the motor and the consistency and the detail orientedness is something that I think has just paid a lot of dividends, even if it's not in the stat sheet. Yes, I agree with you. I have Brown six as well, and I do realize it is a bit of recency bias, but you're gonna think of me as such a hater towards Jamal when you see when where I have him on my list. But let's go to number seven first, and okay. I, I will start off number seven for me. It's Bones. For me, it is Bones. Okay. Bones has been a, a bit of up and down. He had some great quarters, some pretty bad quarters as well. I would say that Brown was more consistent, and this is why I gave him uh, a leg up uh, next to next to Bones. Mm-hmm. I think pretty pretty solid position for him to be number seven in this uh, very experienced roster. So I'm pretty happy with my with my choice. What about you, Ray? Uh, I'm actually going to go with Jamal. Just in the sense, he's had some rough games, and you know that, that's to be expected. But I also think similarly in terms of on-court impact, I think he still gets the respect. You know, people are still paying attention to him. People are still uh, not trying to be the team that he gets hot against. And I think he's had moments where he has gotten comfortable and gotten hot and made some shots here and there. So um, not the hottest start from him, but I'm encouraged by how well he's playing. He's still making good decisions, you know, with the offense and trying to, get guys involved even when he's not on so he i'm giving it like he's fine okay well yeah i'm I'm bones uh i still like i like the 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 enthusiasm around brown and he's i love everything like the his like stance movement like in defense battling stuff i just don't think he has as many responsibilities as the the jamal and bones yeah and you know, it's it's a little bit easier in his perspective to go around and just like hustle out and doesn't have to worry about um, 
setting up the offense, like being responsible for bench scoring, like basically like not not like destroying the starting unit as Jamal, you know, as Jamal has responsibility <laughs> not to and, and go run pick and rolls with Jokic. Like it, it, I'm taking that into account like when I'm when I'm grading these because again he has great, but again, like he has scored ten points yesterday and like people act like he you know, I've I've gotten yelled at on Twitter for 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 like saying I, I I'm still you know I still can't believe we didn't draft Bane and people said Christian Brown's better and like I couldn't believe what like what I was seeing like are we that high like is it are we smoking that much weed in Colorado I don't know it's a lot um, it's, it's a, yeah that's like that's what I'm saying it's a lot of like buy and because like again people didn't expect it he had a bad pretty pretty like abysmal uh, shooting summer league like. Preseason was kind of like, is he going to have a role in this? Like, he didn't start in the rotation. So, like, mm-hmm. his expectations were super low and the fact that he's a rookie. And it's one of the weird things that with him, I, it kind of sucks with all the you know, the different – there's different types of rookies. Like, he's a four-year college guy. Like, this shouldn't be that shocking to people that he's that he's dis- disciplined and well well educated in basketball. Mm-hmm. And so that's – for me, that's why I'm not, like, exploding out of my seat that, that he's uh, – because of what he's doing because half of it I expected and half of it is he's he's like has one of the nicest positions in that second unit just go hustle and and it's on Reed that he didn't do it and uh, didn't do it enough to make an impact and so Christian Brown can step up so I, I'm still having his number eight because of just the role on the team is not the same as the rest of the guys okay Ray what about your number eight so uh, Bones Highland is number eight for me and while he's had some explosive moments, I do feel like he's going through this process of trying to figure out who he is as a player in the sense that he is this explosive scorer, but being the backup point guard, I think he's also considering and trying to be the floor general that I think people are doubting that he can be. And in that way, he's having a hard time sort of finding that line to ride as far as balance goes and it's it's led to some awkwardness in the offense um sometimes he's on sometimes he's not but it's it's not something that i'm worried about in the long term but so far not the best start for him so number eight for me okay my number eight and now the mario fans will will hate me jeff green sure I have Jeff Green. For yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And the reason why I have Jeff's this high, and I think it's really pretty high, is just the shooting, man. He's shooting the, the light out of the ball, and also he's so good, you know, in transition even, and uh, and and still dunking. I was so... I, I, I guess this is a lot based on my expectations for him, because I was very afraid of age 36 Jeff Green, I was like, I was really scared. We will see a, a steep, you know, diminishing of his uh, of his powers in age thirty six. But I guess he is kind of made of that LeBron cloth a bit, because they do kind of look alike a bit. So, About the same size. So yeah. So hopefully, hopefully. I mean, Paul Millsap also had that size, but his age thirty six season didn't go really well. So this is this is the reason I was I was so afraid for Jeff. But for now, the real uncle Jeff, he's he's playing really really well, and he's enjoying playing next to next to Jordan as well. So that's fun fun to see 
at least for now. So you didn't know, have... you didn't know about Jeff Green. They put a mechanical heart in him, so he's going to go forever. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's he's like true. an Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the, he's got the arc reactor going for him. He's, he's going to be dunking on on the grandchildren of LeBron. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, First that's NBA player to play that. into his fifties, Jeff Green. <laughs> Jeff Green, and he looks the same as he did when he was like twenty three. Oh, yeah, so he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I was thinking about him, but it's just that's it, obviously this is all hard with with the role players, just like the different nuance. I like I have bones over higher than most. But I see Adam also in the comments. Like I have higher, I have him higher than most, based because I weighed in the expectations, and also like some of his highs are just spectacular to me, and like the this his highs decide games, and that's why I'm like I think like he's he's on the importance of rankings and stuff is higher up but like maybe i just didn't understand the drill maybe it should have just been like who's who's just a better player like for now it's it's, it's subjective yes so I, w- I will now jump into my number six because i want to take this weight off my heart so jamal i have him in number nine and the reason is because i mean it's i know it's completely unfair because he is coming back We're from such back, a serious yeah. injury and such a such a long uh prolonged uh uh, break of, from him playing but outside of those really great moments we've seen already in practically all the games he played he had so many of these uh, especially I mean on both sides of the court really you you can see the how how he cannot just turn the corner and and do what he knows he can do and that's really tough because I'm experiencing similar things on my pickup game because my brain remembers <laughs> some stuff I can do, but I cannot do them right now. But mm-hmm. I'll get into shape just like Jamal and go back to my 25. 25. What a move. Just comparing it. It's like, it's yes, I, I know Jamal. We are, we <laughs> yeah, are the same. Yeah. We're practically the same. So, <laughs> so I have full faith in him <laughs> to, to climb really high on this list. If we redo this like within a month, I can't wait for Jamal's yeah. video, like Clay, like Clay's video that he says you, he deeply hurt him because he said he's <laughs> not the same player after injuries. Can't yeah. believe. So, he's... what about you? Nine, number nine. You guys, uh, number nine. Who is your number nine? Uh, well, Jeff Green is number nine for me, uh, and that's not to say that I don't think he's playing well because I actually do think, and maybe this is just some of the like balancing who is the better player and how they play now. But I feel like, yeah, I, I can't complain. Um, he shot well. He's always under control in a way that I really appreciate. And maybe my biggest question mark about him has always been his like effort and is willing to put in uh, that on in the small moments, not in the big moments, not versus the Golden States, the Lakers. It's uh, can he be, uh, can his motor be more consistent? But I think next to DeAndre Jordan, I think that's not as much of a problem necessarily where he doesn't, he's not tasked with a rebound yeah. being the primary guy to do that all the time. And I think that's, yeah, it would be tough if it was, if he was all, always like the small ball five, like that yeah. probably would be a lot tougher. So yeah, I guess you get, I guess you have Jordan as number 10 then because you I have do. no other real, real choices. What about you? Uh? Flotko. I'm kidding. Yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, I thought we were only doing top 10. If we want to go, 10, no, well, I just have we'll a talk. question. Question in the in the comments, like any theories as to why Ish isn't playing? I mean, it starts with and ends with Christian Brown. I mean, it's that's the that, that like Reed. If you know, if both Reed and Brown weren't playing well, the second unit wasn't 
contributing anything that probably would we would have probably seen then Bones and Ish together with Bruce Brown as the three. Yeah, it's I just mean, so far like it's it's just, I don't I you know and then the philosophy of like not getting small guys out there and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think maybe we could think about the Nuggets could think about you know Bones Highland and him struggling as a floor general and that would uh, lead to wanting Ish to play. I think that makes a lot of sense, but. I, think the other side of that coin is kind of how do you maintain the size? How do you maintain the defense, the rebounding, that sort of thing? Who are you taking out? It's probably a forward if you're yeah. pairing bones and ish together, and then you have bones and ish together defensively, which is yeah, yeah. I agree. Hard to be. Yeah, it's tricky. About. It's tricky. I mean, there's a lot of decent players right now, and you know, it's good to have him as a backup just in case. I yeah, still think like it's only six games. I still think like the only. You know, the, the only way is through, like, for Bones as well as, like, Jamal. You kind of can't. Of course, like, Nuggets could probably be 6-0, and possibly 5-1 and if they were, like, okay, Jamal coming off the bench, you know, basically spoon-feeding him like Kawhi, uh, and then just have Bruce Brown in the starting lineup, do the midseason form thing. But then you lose the ability, you know, then we saw the Golden State game. We talked about this. We saw what happens in the other games when you don't have that just, like, Okay, we're gonna two main game hammer this thing out like you know basically like a closing pitcher and finish this out. So I think like that's that's the trade off because you need Jamal and you need that game. Same thing with you need Bones to be that guy, complete player. And I think he can like I don't think he's proven that he's unable to like the stuff that he does, some of the passes that he does, like the again just some incredible moves. Like uh, there's so many times this season I've like. You almost like jumped off my couch when the stuff that he does more than like anyone else. So it's it's I I want to I want him to like just plow through and and with all the mistakes with losses like just we have to figure it out. I don't care if they don't win like fifty seven games or something. They just figure this thing thing out by the playoffs. Be the right best now, team they can be. Right now they're on pace for like fifty four wins, and that's completely fine with me. If yeah. if they can yeah. continue winning, an underwhelming fifty four wins. 50, wow. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's finish off this show with a bit of a trivia game. Okay, hey. yeah, the 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 listeners and and watchers said that we didn't have enough enough presentations so this is why <laughs> i'm reintroducing re them back to the show so last season 22 different players played for the nuggets in the regular season i need you to list the 10 guys that have played the fewest minutes for them against uh, again <clears throat> in the regular season to help you out i will tell you that a guy with the most minutes on this list played for 431 minutes for the Nuggets last season. So for the Nuggets, not in total, you know, playing yeah. for other teams or something right, right. like that. Okay. And the game will end if you list all 10 of them or if one of you uh, lists a wrong player twice. So because okay. you are you are top-level talent here, so I will not give you a lot of leeway to be wrong. We have high standards here. So yeah, let's yeah. let's start yeah. with Ray. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with PJ Dozier. PJ Dozier is an excellent guest. He is actually number two on this list with 340 minutes played in, I believe, 18 games. Okay. Michael Porter. Uh, Michael Porter, even better guest. Yes, sorry, Michael Porter. He's third on this list. He played in nine games. 265 minutes. 
Okay. Uh, bowl, bowl. Bowl, bowl, excellent. 14 games, <laughs> only 81, only 81 minutes for the Nuggets. Wow. Okay. We have three. Cool. Let's go with, with Rajon Tucker, the Miroslav's favorite. Rajon Tucker, my, oh my favorite gosh. guy from last season. I always love to mention him. Yes, he played for 29 minutes in three games. He actually had a pretty big minutes total in all of these three games. So yeah. 29 minutes. Yeah, it was, there was a COVID Rajon season Tucker. last year. Like with the, well, I mean, COVID is in a lot of like, Protocols. there's like 200 new players that were in yeah. at some point, two, 300 PM. Okay. Okay. Ray, number five. I'm going to go with Vlatko. Vlatko is excellent guess. He's number four on this list with 176 games. He was injured. He wouldn't be on this list probably, <laughs> but he missed a lot of uh, the, games. Also, Blanco is asking who the hell is Tucker. Uh, is Rajon Tucker here? I think he's signed for Philly right now or signed out to death for Philly. <laughs> he was here. It he was, was in Utah in the bubble and it was really good and I liked him and it was just funny because like Miroslav always mentions him. I don't know why. What was the, always the context? Like random players. Random players uh, because like yeah, Jokic yeah. already played like with ninety oh, yeah, different right, guys right. Yeah. throughout his Nuggets career. It's just so much turnover over the season. Okay, who is next? Uh, who was um, last year? Where you got this? Marcus Marcus Howard. Now he probably played a lot. Marcus Howard is your first your first yeah, personal he foul. Man, that's he crazy. did he did play more than. Then number one on this list, who we didn't mention yet. Okay, this is big. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It, it's getting dicey. Oh, oh, I'm uh, sorry, boy. I made a mistake. Marcus Howard is on this list. I am oh. the worst. I am the worst in this game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marcus Howard is number five on this list with one hundred and seventy-six. Okay. I, I, I have. I don't have a way to to like stripe away the guys you already mentioned. So, oh, yeah. so That's this okay. is why. It's it's a bit messy for me. Yeah, Marcus Howard, thirty-one games, one hundred and seventy-six minutes. We're back, baby. We're Same back. like no Vlatko. strikes. Yeah, okay. no strikes. We're safe. Let's There's, see. I mean, Zeke was hurt, so we can go by injuries, Ray. So Zeke yeah, was hurt actually, last year. Yeah, I was going uh, to go with Zeke Naji. Zeke Naji is a personal foul. He is oh, not on this list. Wow. He okay. played more minutes than number one guy on this list. So we have four more guys. And we have one more personal foul for Voya. We can we can give out. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think like who, who now who we mentioned and who's who's out. Uh, last year, so you you guessed PJ Dozier, Michael Porter, uh, Devon Vlatko. Reed. Hmm, that's a good one. Devon Reed is not on the list. He oh played no, more. he played uh. more. Wow! He played more. This list is, is insane. Is Forbes in the list? No, he's he played not on the list. He no, played no. a lot. Even though okay. he's traded, I think he played more. Okay. He did. He did play more. I will not count that as a real guess. Wow. Well, next next miss will end the game. Oh, okay. Hmm, that's incredible. Like it was a two way guy in the middle of this, like brought in, yeah. like at some point. Two two way guys that played more minutes than ten. Oh, minutes. uh. uh Peter Cornelly. Peter Cornelly oh, is excellent guess. Well done. He played I only 13 it. games, total of 38 minutes. Only three guys play less minutes than Peter Cornelly. Peter still Cornelly. less than him. Oh, yes. oh better. Yeah. yeah. You, you already uh, guessed Rajon Tucker. You didn't guess the last two guys on the list. And you didn't guess, oh, the, the number one guy on this list. 
which is pretty hard to be honest because that guy played a lot but he's still on the list oh oh uh lance Ste- no no lance stevenson wasn't on the team he was on the g league team he was on the g league um, team he was he went to pacers yeah, yeah, yeah how late did boogie this is not my guest joya how late did boogie join the team oh it's i think he played a bunch i think it was like around the but he did join pretty late it was pretty so, late. okay let's go with, let's go with boogie Boogie is number, number one, one on this yes. list. Yes, let's He's go. Yeah, this yeah. List. So we only need to guess the last two guys to finish off the list. So who was the guys that like just showed so up? We have, like, I, I, will, I will give you a, a bit of the help. So we have one guy that played for four minutes last season, another guy that played in 14 total minutes. The guy that played in four, four minutes, he appeared in two games, and the guy with 14 minutes appeared in three games. There's it's some 10 days help. ones with the COVID, Ray. Like, would you yeah, can you remember some of these? COVID signings. I was like, I don't know, because Matt Ryan, I don't know if he showed up on our team. One of, these, like, guys is, so. one of these guys is a pretty well-known player. Is Isaiah Thomas? Was, was he on our? I think that was also the G League team. Yeah, but I don't know if he yeah, showed up for the Nuggets. No, he just went for the Lakers after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. This is going to be incredible when I hear his names. Like, there's no way we haven't. Yeah, it's gonna be someone I had no idea. It was the, the summer league. Some of the summer league dudes. Was it Cheetah? Was one of them? No, no. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I, I can't. Okay, like I, will, I will show you minutes. now the list. You have to I will see show you the list. Okay, so the guys you've missed are James Ennis the third yeah, and right. Carlick Jones. I know. Carlick Jones. I knew it. I, I knew. I knew. Was, I knew. I was gonna know them. Like freaking James Ennis. Like oh. he has the oh. he has the little like fade on, the, like yeah. God, you do a... remember these guys, but it's so hard. And imagine this was last season. If I did this for like five seasons ago, you would no miss way. like, like yeah, no seven way. guys. Sure. <laughs> like, no yeah, way. no freaking way. Because James, yeah, James Ennis was was on the uh, was was he on the mag- magic deal or something, or just like signed as a ten day at some signed. point? Ten day, I think or maybe just... even not the ten day. It was like uh, like. Uh, yeah, it was a like a co- day, like yeah, it was, it was like, like a, a COVID, exe- yeah, COVID, it was like a COVID yeah, exception thing. Exception. Yeah. That's yes. crazy. Okay, yeah, James Ennis. Right. I really James thought Ennis he might. A... I really thought he might have like come in and do something, but no, I guess not. he was pretty good. He was pretty good. I liked him on the Nuggets. I for mean, 14, for fourteen minutes. <laughs> I mean, considering how how devastated the team was last That's season. That's fair. I mean, we were really down <laughs> bad. Like we didn't even know <laughs> we lived in that misery, and we thought we were having a good time. We're gonna be saved by James Ennis the third. It's incredible. Ray, before we go, tell me what are your plans with the Four Corners podcast, and do you maybe have something else to plug? Uh sure. Well, we have uh, we have a podcast. It's myself, uh, Peter Buckets and eighty eight on Twitter. If you could find them, and our producer Jared. We um, have a pretty. It's a community oriented sort of podcast where there are so many people who are super awesome uh who are nuggets fans and in the nuggets extended universe and i feel like i just wanted to meet and chat and chop it up and do all the things that we do uh online on twitter on discord in person and live and sort of connect in that way so that's what we've been up to uh you can find us at four corner pod on twitter for the feed and um yeah i'll be around find me online at ravon Extra. i really i really enjoy your show and and listen to every episode of it but yeah, that, that figures. I'm, I'm, I'm a maniac. Before we let you enjoy this Sunday, please consider subscribing and giving a thumbs Saturday, up right? 
Oh, no, sorry, Saturday. This <laughs> is okay. a text from You'll last week. Sunday too. It's, fine. <laughs> it's from last week. Sorry, my my notes are messy. Messy. So. <laughs> No, you freaked uh, me out. I wasn't a... correcting. I was like, wait a minute. Is it Sunday already? Like, are we doing work tomorrow? Time flies. Let's not do this. Give us a thumbs up on the YouTube video or give us a five-star review on for the DNVR Nuggets podcast on iTunes. It will help uh, uh, you know, the channel grow even further. And I hope you've already watched the DNVR Nuggets feature called 100 Invisible Threads on Evoca TV in Colorado. And if not, subscribe to Evoca and catch the next airing on Wednesday, November second at seven PM Indeed. Mountain Time. Did you did you get the chance to see it, Ray? Uh, I did not. Thursday is actually my. I'm in a bowling league, and it's that night. So uh, <laughs> Wednesday, Zarko and I are gonna catch catch it together. Oh, nice. excellent, excellent! Yeah. Can't can't awesome. wait to hear your your impressions. Okay, thank you very much for for hanging with us for for last sixty three minutes, and go Nuggets! Even more. Yeah, let's go. Okay, cool.